It's time for Thriller Thursdays here on the Mutual Audio Network, if you dare. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. The Hawk Chronicles follow the adventures of Detective Kate Hawk, who went from a Baltimore police detective to intergalactic investigator, from fighting crime on the streets to crime in the stars. And now, episode 162, The Hitchhikers. Kelly Merritt, what are you doing with a Glock? A Glock? Sis, have you lost your mind? You've heard of a glockenspiel. Yeah, it's like a little xylophone. Well, I'm going to take this little xylophone and play a tune on him if he tries something funny. Very funny. Now put it back in the safe. Just because you're licensed to carry doesn't mean you can. You're no fun. I hope you were just kidding. The last thing we need is to explain an alien in the ER. Both of you can just chill out. I'm not serious. But what are you going to do if he suspects where they're spying on him and he does something stupid, like play you a tune? I don't think he wants any trouble, so, you know, I'm not worried. You better hope not, or it could be a long day for you. Where's Louie now? He's still southbound on 97. Once he merges with 50, I'll let you know. Now, are you going to approach him? I'm not sure yet. He, he knows me from the pawn shop. I'm pretty confident he knows you from more than that. What do you mean? I think Kelly's right. Your shooting was pretty high profile. Baltimore detective shot at an intersection on his way to St. Martin. Yeah, shot by an owner of a downtown pawn shop. These are things that Rage would know about. And since Louis took over that very pawn shop, I'm betting he knew who you were the minute you walked through his front door. Ah, you may be onto something. And he leaves for a vacation right after you go on a little shopping trip. While Hank heads for Houston and calls off whatever job they had in Baltimore. Yeah, they must have thought I was on to them. Makes sense. Yeah, I'm glad you two are on my side. Hey, we're good. That's right. So, can I carry the Glock? Uh, no. But you can take the uh, telephoto spy camera. You want to shoot something? Shoot it with this. This is it, sir. Turn right. This isn't really what I expected. What exactly were you expecting? Industrial buildings, warehouses, fleets of lorries. Certainly not modern office buildings. And I believe their concept of an industrial zone is very different from ours. I'm with you on that one. In St. Louis, we were in an industrial area. Our hideout was an abandoned warehouse on the riverfront. This is strictly white collar here. Captain Richards was right. There's a high concentration of financial buildings and corporate headquarters. How are we ever going to hone in on a possible target? Hank's phone call to Louie didn't help us. Here we go. Captain Richards, have you had a chance to listen to the latest recording? Yes. Garrett played it for me just now. Sounds like another coded message. We're here in the industrial district looking at possible targets. I must say, it's quite overwhelming. I'm on my way to the Northwest substation to meet Detective Garrett. And based on everything we have on Rage domestic targets, we're narrowing down the possible sites. We know from Johannesburg, Stockholm, St. Louis, and Baltimore that they target either communications or stipunits. 
We will need to identify the most lucrative target in the northwest sector of Houston. I think that's a good plan. Rage hires us to disrupt and cause panic whenever possible. Do you always use bombs? It seems like in every case you tried to blow up something. Not always, but yeah, most of the time. We're not much for sophisticated tactics. We just blow stuff up and run. So do you think we can rule out something like a ransomware attack? There's a tremendous amount of industry here. Tracy, didn't you say that Houston provides the majority of several products in the US? Yes. Ransomware is a real threat. In view of recent attacks, security's been beefed up quite a bit. I'm almost at the station. Detective Garrett and I will get back to you if we come up with something. Sounds good. Talk to you soon. Sounds like we're right back where we started. And that's nowhere. Hold on. Hank's GPS is activated. He's on the move. Maybe he's just lucky. What do you mean, maybe he's just lucky? Maybe he's headed to one of those nice restaurants I've been seeing. Or maybe he's putting his mission before everything else. It looks like he's headed this way. Are we going to tail him? That won't be necessary, Sam. We have him on GPS. All we need to do is stay in his general area and see if he slows down or stops near a possible target. And before you say anything, no! We're not going in if he stops at a Whataburger. He's turning onto the road we're on. I'm pulling into this parking lot. It's well away from the road. By now, Rage should have given him a specific target. My guess is that he's mapping out escape routes or possible avenues of approach. He also might be testing out his approach to see if there's resistance. Resistance? What sort of resistance? Well, things like, where is the restricted parking? Or where are the no parking zones? How close can he park to one of these buildings without attracting attention? Things like that. That brings up an interesting point. Maybe he's not planning infiltrating a target to plant a bomb. Maybe he is the bomb. Sam, do your people ever use car bombs? Not really. There's no glory in that. You just drive up and park, then run away. What's the risk in that? Besides, if he were going to do that, he'd wait for Louis to get here first. They'd scout it out together. Louis would be his getaway driver. There's our man now. Sorry, Sam. There are no restaurants in this direction. Looks like he's all business. Well, you can't have everything. Jameson, enlarge the map. Right. Sir, uh, do you want me to switch to satellite view? That won't be necessary. As soon as he's out of sight, we'll move forwards and keep his signal on our GPS map. That looks good right there, Jameson. I see some of the buildings are labelled. That should be quite helpful. He's out of sight now. We'll give him a few moments here. Call Captain Richards. Richards. Hank is on the move. We're sitting at the western end of Corporate Centre Drive. He just passed us eastbound. Let me pull up his GPS tracker. Okay. I got him. Looks like he's driving very slowly on the curve. Yes, we have him also. Perhaps he's looking at one of the buildings there. Do you have a better map legend? Those buildings are not marked on our GPS. Yes. To the north is a company called Cyrus One, and to the south is the principal management group of Houston. 
Okay, he's on the move now. I don't recommend you follow him just yet. Is there a problem, Captain Richards? Westway Park Boulevard is his next intersection. If he turns right, proceed, but if he turns left, stay in position. Going north on Westway leads to a rough dirt road about a block or two up. I see. So there's a good possibility that he'll double back and pass us. Yes, because the only thing I see up north is a waste management company, landscaping supplies, and a rock quarry. Ah, yes, that road dead ends at the rock quarry. I could tell you from my vast experience, rock quarries are not at the top of our target list. Thank you for stating the obvious, Sam. That's why I'm here. I think you're here as a form of punishment for us. Hey, trust me. I'd be much happier back in St. Louis downing some of those barbecue ribs, believe me. Okay, he's headed north. Stay put. Is there anything of interest in that small stretch of road? Yes, another Cyrus 1 building and a Cyrus 1 West 2. Now that's interesting. Three building complexes, all named Cyrus 1. Do you have any idea what this Cyrus 1 is? I have Garrett researching them now. It appears that he's turning around. If that was a target, I'm surprised he didn't stop for photos. There are guarded gates on both sides of the road. He may not want to draw too much attention. With guarded gates, it seems like a different target. There are more ways than driving through the gate to get to the building. What? Parachuting? You can do a lot from the roof of a building. Right, Tracy? Well, it didn't work out so well for you in St. Louis, now did it? All right. He continued south. I'd say start following him and I'll monitor for you. Any interesting prospects to the south? There are a few. I'll point them out as you pass them. He eventually intersects Clay Road. If he turns west, he's headed back to the motel or to the park again. You know, I gotta ask. Are there a lot of places to eat along this route? Sam, there are restaurants and fast food places on almost every block. Man, I love my job. I need everyone on the bridge. I have an ID on the object. We're on our way. So, what's this mysterious object between us and Cali? I'm pretty sure it's a cargo shuttle from a deep space transport ship. Why would they abandon a shuttle like that? I mean, I do recall a fighter once found an invasive species in their cargo. It was isolated and stuffed into the shuttle. I heard about that. They sent it into their solar system's sun. Let me get this straight. They seriously scuttled the shuttle into the solar system's sun? Slightly. Have you two finished? We need to decide how to approach this object if it is indeed a shuttlecraft. Nate, this is where you as the captain will make the decision. If you're thinking we should board it and check it out, that's a no from me. The last thing I want is the possibility of an invasive species on my ship. There are protocols in place to ensure that there is no contamination. This isn't one of your labs from your IDF days, Tam. This is a ship in deep space with nowhere to hide. You are IDF certified, correct? Of course. 
All IDF certified deep space cargo transports are supposed to be equipped with the capability to perform ship-to-ship rescues. Do you meet that certification? You're talking about the ICUS, aren't you? Sure, I have one, but I've never had to use it. The ICUS, our intercraft umbilical system, is part of the upgrade the Ulysses is getting. Yeah, after that incident, it became mandatory on all deep space cargo ships. Every vessel is equipped with a receptacle to which the umbilical attaches. It monitors all functions of the disabled craft to include motion and sound sensors. You'd think they'd come up with a better acronym, though. Well, as long as we don't have to board the shuttle without knowing what's inside, you can call it whatever you want. Begin a slow deceleration to three-quarter standard and hold course heading. Aye, Captain. Three-quarter standard and hold course heading. Nate, since you are not familiar with the ICAS, I recommend that you take control of the ship when we reach the shuttle, and Gabby, you handle the probe. That I can do. No problem. Sounds like a plan. What's our new ETA? At three-quarter standard, I estimate less than two standard hours. Jafra, it might be a good idea to launch the Viper when we make contact with the shuttle, just in case it's a trap. I agree. Tam and I will detach when we arrive prior to using the ICAS. All right. That means I get to fire the minigun? Let's hope not, Captain Tam. Let's hope not. Call Kate. I'm parked here. I can see the back of the monument. Kelly has binoculars ready. Yeah, he wouldn't let me bring my Glock. I think binoculars are a good call, Sid. Louie took the Annapolis exit a few minutes ago, so if he's headed for the monument, he should be pulling up soon. And if he's not headed for our step? You two stay put until I can get a definite read on it. Right now, he's on track for the Annapolis step. Well, if he approaches the step with a package or something suspicious in his hand, I'm reintroducing myself to him. Fully regretting that you didn't let me bring my Glock. No way. My friends Mr. Smith and Mr. Wesson are with me. What? You're packing and you wouldn't let me carry a firearm? Kelly, just a very short time ago you were a legal secretary. I had over 25 years on the force. I was carrying when I bounced you and Kate on my knee. Don't get him started, sis. Okay, here he comes. He should be coming into view any second now. There's his car. It looks like he's circling around. Try to avoid contact at all costs. He knows you, Jim, from the pawn shop. And Kelly, he knows both of us from the restaurant. But we didn't have any contact with him there. Oh, he saw you all right. According to Captain Richards, Hongans along with loving salt in their milk have an eye for the ladies. I don't think we should risk him seeing you. Let's just see what he does. Look, he stopped. Yeah, he's out of the car and headed for the memorial. He has something in his hand. Kate, do you know if the stip is docked to the memorial right now? It's not. I talked to Pierman when Louis took the Annapolis exit. He transferred the stip to Martin State and then sent it across the portal to Martin Central. Do you think he's trying to hijack it? No. Remember how we lured Von Lange? In fact, both Von Langers? to the dummy stip units? We created a dummy stip unit transmission. Robert told us that they all transmitted a certain frequency in the standby stage. When we planted one in the mocked-up Roosevelt stip, 
It lured him right into the vehicle impound lot. So you think what he has in his hand is something to detect that signal? Well, that's my guess. They may not have been 100% certain that the memorial was indeed a stip. After all the heat we brought on him for contacting Claire, maybe they want to make sure. Well, I guess we're about to find out. He's behind the extruded star now, right where the entrance is. Can you make out what he's doing? Yeah, he's pointing whatever it is in his hand to the stip, moving it all around. So I'm right. He's looking for a signal. Well, he's not going to get one. Sis, stand by. He's pulling out his phone. Okay, I'm ready to record. Patching the feed to you. What's the verdict? Yeah, Doc, but nobody's home. What do you want me to do? I don't think we can waste any more time trying to contact him. Go back to Baltimore and await my instructions. I'm in the middle of looking for a new job for my brother-in-law. Oh, I'm sure he'll appreciate that. You find anything promising? Yes, quite promising, in fact. There might be an opening at the University of Houston for a transport job. Really? That would make Uncle Heinrich very happy. You know how he loves those transports. What else? Right now, I'm looking at a wonderful opportunity in the IT business. Uh, that all sounds very promising. So about our friend here, should I leave him the package or just forget about it? Forget about it for now. I'll contact you when I find a good job for him. Sounds like a plan. I'll wait for your call. I'm sending this to Tracy. I believe Hank just showed his hand. What kind of target is at the University of Houston? Like St. Martin, it's a central stip hub connecting to the alternate Earth Houston hub. Taking that out would severely cripple the IDF's ability to travel. And the IT job? I'm sending this file to Tracy and Simon as we speak. If Hank is on site, casing targets, then I'm sure Agent Simon and his crew are following him. Hank doesn't seem very interested in this part of town. He hasn't slowed down at all. I'm thinking the very same thing. He seems to be driving with a purpose now. Maybe he's hungry. Hint, hint. That's quite funny, Sam. I've never heard you hint about anything. Agent Simon, come in. Yes, Captain Richards, go ahead. Agent Hawk and I just went over an intercepted conversation between Louie and Hank. Yes, we just received notification. It's still downloading. That means Hank talked to Louie from his car. It should be interesting. We'll play it back in a moment. Are we supposed to draw our own conclusions and then compare notes? No, I'll summarize and you can listen later. Louie paid a visit to the Annapolis Stip. The one in the photograph with Claire? Yes. He then scanned monuments to detect Stip unit's electrical field, but Pyramid had moved it. He called Hank and told him no one was home and should he leave a package. Well, no question there. We all know what kind of package that was. Hank told him to go back to Baltimore and await instructions. And here's the kicker. Hank said he had two possible job opportunities. Let me guess. One was the power plant at the University of Houston. Exactly. And the other would be this three-building complex called Cyrus One. Garrett just got me the info on Cyrus One. They provide security data services for Fortune 1000 companies and are the third largest data center provider in the U.S. Now that sounds like a lucrative target. But we saw at least three huge buildings mark Cyrus One. That's a big target for just two people. Targets like that are not meant to be destroyed. All you need to do is disrupt enough to start a panic. 
look what happened when someone used ransomware in a pipeline company. Gas prices shot up nationwide. Don't underestimate the trickle-down effects. It's frightening, Sam, how sometimes you make such good sense. If it becomes evident that one of these targets are chosen, then I'll need to get Agent Hawk involved and have Homeland Security contact these two targets and warn them to beef up security. I take it you're talking about the IDF-controlled Homeland Agent. Yes, it would be difficult to explain. Expect an alien invasion. I see Hank has pulled into his motel, so I think it's time to call it a day. I'll meet up with you tomorrow morning at the safe house. Tomorrow it is. Well, Sam, seems like this would be a good opportunity to stop for some food. Simon, sometimes you too make good sense. Viper, this is Mercury. How do you read? I read you five by five, and you me? I read you Lima Charlie, loud and clear. Are you buttoned up? That's affirmative. Pre-launch checklist complete. Beginning depressurization of the launch bay. Copy that. Have you picked up any signs of life from the shuttle yet? Negative. They're in a shutdown mode. They're not even displaying any nav lights. 20%. Copy 20%. Once we are clear the Mercury, you can deploy the Icos. I'd like to get in a defensive position in case you wake someone up in a grumpy mood. We'll wait for your signal. 45%. Copy 45%. All right, Gabby. I have the controls. You have the controls. Viper, Nate with you. I have control of the ship. Gabby's preparing the Icos for deployment. How are your pressure readings? Steady at one atmosphere. All gauges are green. Locking bolts are armed. Copy. Passing through 65%. We're arming the ICUS for deployment. ICUS is online. System check okay. We are standing by for probe. Decompression complete in 3, 2, 1. Gravitational rotation reducing to 0 RPMs. Launch bay doors opening. Copy that. We are standing by. The Mercury is now at 0 Gs. You're cleared for detachment. Copy. Bolts fired, airburst jets engaged. Positive drift. We are clear the Mercury. Closing launch bay doors. Let me know when you're in position. Viper cop. Extending ICUS. Do you see the coupling port? Got it. I'll get you in close. 50 in closing. 40. 30. 20. Stopping drift. Viper in position. Proceed with ICUS connection. Holding steady. 15 out. Stability good. 10. 5. Contact. ICUS is locked on. Establishing network connection. Stand by. No connection. I believe their computer system has been shut down. I have no readings whatsoever. Well, that's not good. Either no one's home, or we're too late. Stand by. I'm going to send out a small pulse of burst at lowest power. It will make a little noise inside the shuttle. Here we go. Three, two, one. Fire. Shot away. I heard the impact through the ICUS. Wait. I got a brief signal from the onboard computer. Hit him again. Shot away. Yes. The computer is booting up. System status is loading on monitor. Wow, interior temperature is close to hypothermic levels. 
Raise temp, circulate fresh air. Way ahead of you. All systems coming online. Can you tell if their navigation system is engaged? Navigation system is off. Repulsion is in full shutdown mode. Nav lights coming on. Medical is showing one life form on board. Status looks good. Is there anything you can do on this end to revive them? I've got a few things I can try. We'll be scanning the area in case it's some sort of piracy trap. Engaging full scan on the Mercury. Keep a close eye on the shuttle for me. If this is part of Dr. D's hijacking, there's no telling who's in there, or if it's booby-trapped. Life support shows subject's temperature and respiration rate returning to normal. All onboard systems are online. Shutdown time suggests it occurred about when Dr. D would have passed here. Assume he's a hostile until we get more information. This is Shuttle 1. This is... This is Shuttle 1. Does anybody copy? Shuttle 1. This is the freighter Mercury. We copy. Mercury? Did you say Mercury over? That's affirmative. Rick Rogers? Rick, is that you? You gotta help me, Rick! Please, you gotta save me! Rick! Who is the stranger aboard the shuttle and how does he know Rick? What are Louie's intentions now that they have abandoned the stip? And which target has Hank selected? Find out in the next episode of the Hawk Chronicles, Deep Space Rescue. say he's a force. Not of nature, but of something more primal than that. He's the acid taste of vengeance you can't quite swallow down in a town that's besieged by fear, an unbreathed regret. Others say he was a man who wouldn't rest until all the pain in the world was fed back to those who minded out of others. He's only known by one name, from county to county, in the hours past dawn, and in the haze-filled air, you'll see him walking towards you if you keep secrets, if you harm folks. He's the drifter, and he won't stop till sorrow's end. A weird western series from Jeffrey Billard starring The Drifter. From Audio Groovecats and the Amigo Collective. Coming 2023 only on Mutual with Episode 1 before a wind. <laughs>